Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You're quiet. I'm quiet? Oh, let me turn myself up. You're a little bit quiet. It is, yeah, yeah. At first I thought it was me, but as I turned the volume up on my uh, headset, you stayed the same. Gotcha. It's uh, it's the perfect example of uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I did notice uh, the last time we did a live, uh, when I was uh, setting up the uh, recording and everything, that uh, I, I came off like really loud and you came off quiet. So maybe oh. I need to, maybe I need to ease up on how loud I speak. I'm not quite sure because even to me right now, it sounds like I'm louder to myself in my headset than you are loud in my headset. Interesting. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I sound louder to me, but I also have you turned down a little bit coming through my roadcaster. Oh, it's because I'm loud? Because I'm a loud person? Oh, maybe. Who knows? Oh, tired. So am I, man. It was, a, it, was a, it was an exhausting day yesterday. Yeah? Yeah. I could, what, uh, uh... What happened? Or is it, uh... Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely no, I'm definitely gonna talk about it 100. percent You you already know the outcome of it. I sent you the picture yesterday, so. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, man. yeah, that is an exhausting process. Yeah, but it's the events that led up to that process that really uh, the real kick in the knackers, bro. Um, More that. yeah, but we're gonna talk about that. And actually, uh, it's weird because uh, there's there's a lot of. Uh, bittersweet emotions that came with the two that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, since this is going to be released as an actual, uh, you know, uh, uploaded show, I guess I'll start it out. Uh, guys, uh, I'm, I'm travesty. And I'm cartoon Joe. And, uh, we, uh, we're getting together, uh, on a Saturday morning to do a live stream. Uh, but, uh, I guess whenever realistically you do listen to this, uh, we're, we're here together on whatever day and time you chose to listen to this. Uh, uh, episode 287. So, uh, so so getting a lot closer to that big 300 number uh, is really exciting. Um, last week, I guess technically this week, but again, whenever you listen to this, because this isn't getting released until next week. But uh, so last week, very busy. Uh, very cool experience in uh, becoming more involved in that wrestling company, uh, nice. doing the booking and stuff like that. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize how how involved it was. Uh, I'm glad that I now see how involved it is because before it didn't seem like it was that important. If I could say that in a way where people don't take it personally, but. Like, it just seemed like there had to have been more. And I'm just glad to know I was right. Um, but, yeah, uh, setting, you know, get, getting guys booked for matches and setting up the, you know, how how the matches are going to go and everything and not turning phones off uh, or at least the sound off while doing other shit. <laughs> 
Get away, Twitter. I don't know why I turned notifications back on for Twitter. I thought they were going to help benefit us social media-wise, but it just doesn't. Oh, yeah, no. It also doesn't help that you got three different Twitter accounts, so you get notifications for all three Twitter accounts Mm -hmm. at the same time. And then when you follow the same thing on all three Twitter accounts, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Chicago White Sox, but I don't need the same damn Twitter you know, notification. Yeah, I, mean, I don't love them. Three Twitter notifications. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, where the fuck was I at? Oh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So la- last week it just like you know like I, I ended up having to go out to um the school on Tuesday and get everything set up, and then I was supposed to be back out there on Thursday. But uh, uh, initial rose where I couldn't do that, and I kept thinking to myself, like, I could, I could easily text Joe right now and see if he's available and everything. But it's just like, no, this is a last minute thing now, and I'm already stressed out. You know, just fuck it, we'll we'll just commit to this Saturday thing. So if you were available Thursday evening and would prefer to do it rather than this morning, I apologize. That's on me. Nah, this works. Um, but um, I've been I've been having issues with my truck. And uh, I uh, thought that it was at a point that I could do some routine maintenance to it and it would, you know, just be fine. We could, uh, you know, I could get, you know, again, that that final, just that one more year out of it. Yep. And definitely, uh, definitely was not the case. (coughs) Man. And uh, I'm going to dive into that story real quick, but I just wanted to let, you know, the listeners of this podcast know that uh, everything we do, whether it be uh, videos, podcasting, audio, uh, sign up equipment, like the gimbal that just arrived here to uh, to me, uh, haven't taken it out of the box yet. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely probably should. Maybe I'll do that while we're, you know, recording, but... All this is possible because of our sponsor at CarterComics.com. That's right, the one-stop shop for all your comic needs. Whether it be graded or raw, Carter Comics has got it all. If you're looking for uh, comics, like you said, whether they're graded and you want to hang them on the wall to display or they're raw and you're looking to read something while, I don't know, on the pooper, waiting for the long process of purchasing something that you're going to have to commit to for years to come, uh... Maybe uh, maybe some downtime at work. Maybe some downtime at home. Uh, you know what? Go to cartercomics.com. Pick up an amazing comic. They got uh, a plethora of them. Bountiful amount. A cornucopia, if you will, of uh, comics uh, available right there on the website. But it doesn't end just at their website. They do have four different eBay accounts that they sell comics through, and you can find the links to all those eBay accounts at the main page of cartercomics.com. It's just scrolling down to the homepage. Boom, they're all right there. Click on any one link. Find what you're looking for. Go ahead and bid on it to win it. Buy it outright. Maybe even negotiate a price and see if they agree with you and work with you. The best part of the sponsorship is that it does come with a discount code, FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. That discount code is going to save you 10% on your entire purchase, not only at cartercomics.com, but also on your eBay purchases at their eBay accounts. And uh, we call it a discount code. 
it's not a promo code. It is a discount code. And uh, the difference in that is is a promo a promo code, promotional code, if you will. You can only use it once. It's a one-and-done kind of thing. Uh, with our discount code, you can use it over and over. You, there's no one-time use. So if you decide to buy a bunch of comics this month and use our discount code, you can do the same thing next month, and then the next month, and then the next month, and then next year. Because I'm optimistic that this uh, partnership is going to last for years to come. Yeah. So... CarterComics.com is a great uh, sponsor that we appreciate so much here, Uh, not only for this freaking show, but for FreakNet Studios as a whole, because they are helping us grow and be more than what we ever could imagine. So thank you to CarterComics.com, and thank you to you guys for going to CarterComics.com, buying their products, and using the discount code FreakNet, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, to save 10%. Nice. Are we we still sponsored by... Audible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, weird I, about I, asking about it, but I didn't get a chance to do the plug last time, and so I wasn't sure. Um, what's that thing? People are still there. We uh, we're, I, technically we are. Um, sorry, I'm opening a gimbal. Oh, you're good. <laughs> uh, yes, we uh, the link's still active. Um, and honestly, it's. It's the easiest way to where, yeah, I can say this is fine. Nothing again, you know, no disrespect to CarterComics.com in any way. Um, But it's the easiest way for anyone to help us out without it costing them any money. Um, Obviously, you know, if you go to CarterComics.com and spend your money, you're going to get a great product out of it. And then obviously we... You know, we get a little, you know, a little piece of that, if you will. Right. Um, at uh, at Audible, you sign up for the, th- you know, Joe yeah, tell you. So but you sign up for the free 30-day trial. You get a free credit towards your first audiobook purchase. Yep. And uh, and then you're signed up. And you can cancel after one month. And uh, and you get your free book. And we get our cut of, of whatever Audible gives for that. And... Uh, it's uh, it's gold. It's good. It's Gucci, as the kids say. I'm told. Is that what it is now? It's Gucci. It's Gucci. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it honestly it's one of the easiest ways for somebody to sponsor us without having to spend a dime. All they got. It is. I, I understand. There's some hesitation on it because uh, when my mom did it, uh, a little behind the scenes, she was questioning it because you do have to put in a credit card. You got to put in information as if you're going to. Subscribe right. to it. Yeah, and if you forget to unsubscribe, they will ding They will them. yeah. No, yeah. It's an automatic uh payment or whatever it is. Yep. And then you'll get a and then you'll get a credit towards next month's audiobook purchase. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just one of the things where if you know you sign up, you um you know, try it out for the thirty days and if you like it, hey, you know, congratulations, keep it, enjoy it. And if you don't, you just go in there before the you know the end of the subscription period, and just cancel. And yeah, I mean, you can literally go in, get your free book, and then cancel your subscription immediately. And yeah. you got a free book. It's read by a fantastic reader, and uh, and then you're good. You don't have to worry about your uh, whatever it is now. I think it's like sixteen dollars a month getting dinged. Is that what it is now? I think so. Gotcha. They might have a, a lower tier subscription that's cheaper. But doesn't give you an audiobook. I don't know. It's weird. 
what, what worries me about some things like like Audible. Uh, oh, you know what? Joe, why don't you go ahead and finish the uh, the plug? Oh, <laughs> then, yeah. we can, so then we can talk. Yeah, then we can talk. Us, about, yeah. If you want to support us on Audible, you want to, you think this sounds like a good deal to you, good deal to us, because it's a free book, basically. Uh, you can go to Audible. What is it audibletrial.com slash freaknet? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yep. 100% correct. So, yeah, audibletrial.com slash freaknet. Sign up today. Get your free audiobook. Get us our cut. Cancel your subscription. That's the way to do it. That's that's the exact way to do it. It's, um, I, uh, oh, God. You know what, Joe? Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at this gimbal thing. Yep. <laughs> And uh, I don't know what the fuck any of this means. Oh, yeah. You probably got to charge it. It, it. It's it's very possible. The thing is, like, I'm looking at this this uh, this piece of equipment that uh, ah, fucking we, we like being transparent with our with our yeah. listeners. Right. So we spent one hundred thirty dollars on this thing. And I know for a fact that. If I knew nothing about this, I'd be pissed because I think it was broken. Right. But knowing that it's designed to constantly move loosely to prevent the shaking and all that other stuff. It's like, okay, so I guess it's doing exactly what it's supposed to. Right. I just don't understand what this shit is. I just, God, this is a, God, it's a whole new fucking world. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. For me, for me, it's a, it's a whole, a whole different world it's an exciting world i won't lie oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm excited about this it's just oh my god what the <laughs> oh this is beautiful okay so uh yeah um yeah i'm we'll, we'll have to i'll have to take with that later because i don't even know what the hell uh i don't even know if i can I get this back in the fucking box how the hell does this even fit in there to begin with? <laughs> oh my god, Joe. Might have a little case and you gotta like hold it back up. In fact, it not come with a case. The case with these are uh like forty or sixty dollars. So I did not get a case. Oh, there's a handle. It's an additional handle. Oh, never mind. That's not a handle. It's a tripod. Oh, yeah, yeah. You put that on the bottom. You can hold it. Give you extra extra height. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Not really much more height, though. No, no. It's like a hand's width. Yeah. And uh, I thought, again, I'll have to look more at this as I go. Oh, nap. There it is. I'm so nervous about this shit that I want to be as gentle as possible. I was like, I thought there was like almost like a selfie stick kind of thing to this. And yeah, there is. Nice. Now I just got to figure out how this thing works. Maybe, I don't know, maybe when it's actually like charged and on and stuff, there's a little more structure to it. Yeah, but it makes a lot more sense once the motors are working. Yeah, so uh, cool. Exciting. New. Um, I don't know how to fold it back up to put it back in the box, but you now who cares anymore? This, these are the moments where I feel old, Joe. I hear you. 
Um, because I, well, I, I, uh, I feel like I should be that used way. To know every, like, I used to know how Facebook worked. I used to know how Twitter worked. And uh, I'll try and set up like that. Like, and I know how it works for like me to just use it, right? Yeah. But uh, like, I would love to try to use it for business, you know, promote the church, promote the podcast, do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And figuring out, they've, they've added this whole new app called the Business Suite. And yeah, I saw that. business suite, but now it's meta business suite. Yep. It's so, I find it so hard to use. It's so unintuitive. Yeah. It, it's one of the things where like, cause I, I totally forgot about that. And I know I had that app on my phone. Um, but then like, uh, I accidentally got to it through looking at, um, some kind of message that came through. I think it was on JFW. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? And, it's more like a, I guess, an analytic tool or an organization tool. Now it'd be it'd be awesome if, um, it was more user friendly, yeah, like most shit. Uh, but it seems like they kind of take everything they have and almost complicate it. But in their mind, it's like, oh, but we're doing this for you. It's like, but you're not. Yeah, they outsmart yeah. themselves. So. Yeah, you know and. Honestly, like a lot of like, and I kind of feel the same way about like even like some TikTok videos. I get a little pissed about because, I mean, awesome for people to figure it out and like how to like you know like edit the videos to do certain things and shit. And she's like, you know what? I could probably learn how to do that stuff, but I don't want. I don't. I don't want to waste the time to try to figure that out for one video. And I don't want to do it for multiple videos because it gets redundant and boring. Well, and I don't, my big problem is like, I don't know that I want to be good at it because social media is such poison. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, on the one hand, you know, there's the, there's a guy I listen to about church stuff who's like, you know, Facebook's the biggest, uh, biggest mission field ever, you know, in the history of the world, 1.6 billion users a day or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But like, oh, man, is it bad? It's a bad place. I'm yeah. all the time, so I'm not like I'm not I'm not saying you're bad for being on it. I just think it's the the algorithm is deliberately designed to piss you off because being pissed off gives them more engagement. Yeah, it, it's it's basically the modern day Medusa. Yeah, yeah, and it, it it's weird because like you know you, you never really realize how much time you spend on your phone until, until you, you start acknowledging reports it. to let you know. <laughs> You know, yeah, let me let me ask you about that, Joe. So, uh, so I texted you yesterday to, to remind you of this this morning. Yeah. And uh, you uh, you set your phone to silent at what did you say nine forty five? Nine forty five. Yeah. What what is what does that mean? So, um, I I have a like a sleep schedule. Yeah. For my alarm on my uh, phone. Yep. And so at nine forty five, well at nine forty four, it sends me an alert saying, "Hey, your sleep schedule is about to start." Uh, mm-hmm. You want to go to bed by 1030. And so we're going to help you wind down by starting at 945. So you got like 45 minutes to wind down, be off of your stuff and go to bed. Yeah. And um, so at 945, uh, all of my all of the little like notification bubbles disappear so that I don't see that I have anything unless I go into the app specifically and check. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't vibrate. It doesn't uh, ring. It doesn't do anything to let me know that I have a, a message. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, so how, how did you see my text? 
I I specifically went into the messages app to double check that there were no messages before I went to bed. Yeah, because it wasn't that far off. Yeah, no, it was only like half an hour. So it felt like it was like instinctively, like you knew you had to do something. Yeah. I feel like we're building a good connection here, Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Granted the fact that we've known each other for 19 years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, God, is it 20? It, uh, in 2003. So the only way I remember how old I was was they started dating in October of year A. Okay. And I remember that following year, the following year in, I think it was February or March, we did some kind of white elephant event out at uh, out at one of your uh, your aunt and uncle's house. I don't want to yeah. use names. Wait, wait. How how is he referred to in uh, Geekcast Live? Uh, oh, we call him the K Man. Okay, K Man, K Man and his wife's house. That following year, February or March, I want to say it was March. March sounds right. And I remember on that trip, uh, Nick had his learner's permit and was driving us like, I think like halfway. I think, I think, uh, I think Carl drove from, from the house here like halfway. And then Nick got it, got behind the wheel and drove the rest of the way. So Nick was 15. Um, when he was driving, obviously with the permit. So he was 15 when they started dating, which would make me 14. Um, and I turned 14 that May of the year they started dating that October. Gotcha. And I'm turning 34 this year. So it, it'll probably be 20 years this October they started dating. Now, I don't remember how far after they started dating that we met. But I know it had to be obviously between that October and that following March. Right. I just don't remember when that was. Yeah. I do remember being at a diner here or a restaurant here in Piaton. Um, I just don't remember win but it you know i i'm proud of myself to get to that point at least yeah it's I just, better than i can do <laughs> so yeah so it was 2000 it was 2003 and um you know it, it's weird because i do give uh i do give uh mom and carl a lot of credit uh because obviously you know i'm sitting here trying to establish my own relationships and you know my own love life and for some reason, like, it's just, it's just not working out and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not bummed about it. You know, relationships are just going to naturally happen when they happen. You know, there's, there's always a, a fate and a meaning. I mean, like, it's just, it's just how it is, you know, sure. same with you. You know, you wouldn't have met your wife if you didn't decide to go to the school you went to for the, the degree that you wanted to go for that you ultimately yep. didn't get. Yep. You know? Although uh, my backup was also her backup. Ironic. So there's, there's a part of me that's like, oh, what would have happened? And you guys wouldn't have met, right? Like, you guys didn't know each other before college. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, because you met on the first day or whatever, freshman day or whatever. Yep, yep. Orientation. Gotcha. Um, so, but I mean, to think about, to think about uh, mom and Carl, it, it's a little weird. I mean, obviously they were both married beforehand. They both had kids beforehand and all that stuff. But when you look at the timeline on how everything worked out, like they, 
They met October, got engaged four months later, if that. Mm-hmm. And then they got married, what, five months after that. Dang. So they got married within a year of knowing each other. Dang. Like, they they met, I, went I on a date. That that's right, but I can't believe that that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 and that's and that's the weird thing. It just it just because like my, because like no one no one my mom she's not an impulsive person. She likes to plan shit out. Right. So for me to think like, she met a guy, and I, I think a lot of it probably has to do with, um, with uh, with I guess interstate battery, um, but also like, I think the relationship and again. Carl's explained Carl explained these uh, these connections so much, and I just can't remember it for the life of me because it's just sure. so much. But uh, the relationship between uh, Grandpa Wayne and Mom's boss's dad, I think it is, or something like that. I think like their relationship or something like that. Um, but I think it's just from you know everybody knowing each other. And, uh, you know, getting that kind of like, you know, hey, you know, he's okay, his family's okay, and shit like that, that she, like, probably connected better. Right. Because she kind of had that, in a sense, a background check available to her. Um, But, yeah, it it was just weird because, like, you know, you you go from, you know, 14 years of, you know, having – or not even 14, I guess you – I guess four years because Ashley was born way late in life. We got four years and the same exact siblings. And within a year, you add three more or right. four more on your end. But yeah, it was, it, it was weird how quickly. And yeah, they're going to be celebrating, uh, I guess, 19 years this year. Wow. Uh, this coming July. So Wild. Uh, aren't you at like nine years this year? Uh, like eight. Eight. And yeah, look at that. Congrats on that. That does, man. Yeah, yeah. That that last uh, last two years or so really uh, really kind of blurred by. But yeah. Anyways, so uh, so Thursday, I didn't end up going to the school, right? Like I wanted to. Uh, so Wednesday, Wednesday, on my way into work. My trucks are having issues uh, driving, and I knew that there were issues initially with it, and everything pointed to uh, spark plugs that had to be replaced. And I was like, okay, and I was talking to a buddy of mine who's going to help me do that, and I was fine with it. I was like, you know, it's like, it needs to get done. I need, like I said, I need this truck seventy thousand miles or another year. Just I need to get more out of it. I need to, you know, get myself into a situation, and I can't get that car payment. So, um. I'm driving to work. I accelerate, uh, getting on the highway, and all of a sudden the truck starts. Uh, uh, what's a what's a good mechanical term? Puttering. Mm. But uh, it started going like. I'm like, okay. Um, it did it before. It did do it before, like a week prior. But then, like, it went away. It only did it for, like, maybe, like, five minutes, and then it went away. And it was at the same time that I was passing a car with high acceleration. So I was like, okay, so maybe, maybe again, it's, you know, 
it's it's got to be you know the uh, the spark plugs. Uh, it'll go away. It'll be fine. But it never did. It didn't go away for like thirty five minutes of my drive. I get to a stop sign. Get to a street light. Parked in the uh, parking lot at work, same thing. So I, I call Carl, and I was like, hey, I need you to come out here real quick. And he comes out, and when he gets out, uh, I accelerate. And um, he's like, yeah, that's a rod. Or no, he said it was a lifter. No, he said it was a lifter. The lifters weren't working. So I was like, perfect. And then, you know, he's like, you're better off just getting a new vehicle because that the amount of money you're going to put into that, you, you know, might as well just get a new vehicle. And at this time, uh, my truck it was 10 years old, had 236,000 miles on it. Um, so it, it, it was up there in years. And, you know, to make it that far without any engine trouble and transmission issues and stuff, that's, that's a goal. That's, that's a dream right there. Um, so it was what it was. I was like, okay, well, I was talking to uh, my, my friend's husband and, you know, we were talking about me bringing it over to their house uh, Saturday morning to maybe look at it, maybe find a way to do it more cost effective. And I was like, yeah, because it's going to be cheaper, hopefully, than buying a car. Well, I leave. Uh, so when so with the truck issues, I had to message, you know, the wrestling company and say, hey, truck's messing up. I can't make it out to work. I got to drive the thing as little as fucking possible, and I need to make it to work tomorrow. Um, so I didn't go. And then Friday, I started driving to work. And as I was accelerating, I started hearing a new noise. Oh, no. And uh, you remember when you were a child and you would put, like, maybe not you, but maybe you did. Who knows? Um, and you put uh, a baseball card in your bike spokes. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. So the noise was kind of like that. Yeah, except, cars are not supposed to sound like that. Yeah. Well, instead of being instead of being a baseball card, it was just a uh, laundry clip by itself. Ooh! So it was like a wooden clip hitting the spokes. So it was like that. That I, I can't even make the noise. I tried to make it yesterday when I was on the phone with Mom and Carl, but yeah. just like that, whatever the fuck it was, but it was like right, a clicking yeah, yeah. fucking noise and shit. So I put the phone on speaker and I asked Carl, "I'm like, what is that?" He's like, "That's a rod." And I was like, seriously? He's like, "Yeah, your your truck's done." So I didn't end up going to work. I called my buddy up. I asked him, you know, if because I, I haven't bought a car in 10 fucking years. You know, I right, yeah. I just haven't. And the last time I bought a car, it was with a with a family friend and it was the easiest fucking process in the world. Now, I know I don't know how to buy fucking cars. Because mm. I bought cars before. I, mm. I mean, my first car, my first car I bought from my grandmother, that was fucking easy. It was just giving her money and we're done. Right. You know? And it was easy because my mom was there. I was like, you're not going to overcharge my kid. I don't think she would have anyways, but I know my mom would have been there and be like, oh, hell no, mother. Um, but I don't think my grandma would have done that anyways. Uh, she knew how much uh, that Grand Prix really meant to me. Um, but then the, sweet. I love that. I, I love the Grand Prix. I To this day, I really wish. Here's the thing. I do have the VIN number to my 91 Pontiac Grand Prix. Oh, nice. I just don't know how to go about finding it, but I know I think I think I found it once, and I'm pretty sure it's in a scrapyard in Mexico. I could have done that completely wrong. I don't know, but I would have loved because and this thing like it's my grandfather's car. Mm. Now that, that was my that was my grandpa Weiner's car who passed away in uh, in the in the nineties. I want to say it was like ninety four, ninety five, or something like that. Uh, could have been ninety six. Um, 
but like I, I just love that car so much, and I should have, I should have held on to it, but I just, it was a '91, and we're talking this was around 2008 when I got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I uh, when I got rid of the '91 Grand Prix and I got the '08 Grand Prix, I went to the dealership with my buddy Matt, and uh, when I got rid of the Grand the '90 the '08 Grand Prix. And I got the 05 Navigator, which was the biggest fucking mistake of my life. Oh, yeah, the Navigator. That car <laughs> yeah. made you look small. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it, I loved it, but I hated it at the same time. Uh-huh. I loved, I loved it for the features, for the room, it, I, it, for, for the amount of people I actually liked being around and everything. They could all fit in the Navigator. Right. Great fucking times. It, the whole back folded down. So the girlfriend and I at the time, you know, like if we went to like a barn party or a bonfire or some shit and we decided we didn't want to drive home. We just wanted to crash there for the night. You know, I could lay out blankets. We could sleep in the back there and there's a sunroof I could open up and shit. And it was almost it was almost camping. Nice. You know, there were so many uh, so many great features to the Navigator. But I got boned on the price, one hundred percent. The fucking and I went through with my buddy Josh. Uh, so clearly no no smart choices whatsoever. But um, like that that and that's the thing is like I've had good car salesmen and I've had shit car salesmen, um, and this guy was a shit. He saw me and he just like ah fuck yeah that's that's my guy, right? Because I was honestly just going to look for a truck. Like I just because again that that same girlfriend at the time, uh, she kept saying that she had car sickness when she was in the Grand Prix because it was so low to the ground. Mm. So stupid ass me who you know who's only been dating this girl for. July uh, three months mm-hmm. was like, well, I got to do something to make her more comfortable in the car. So I go out and get a different fucking vehicle and somehow ended going from looking at a truck to uh, ending up with an 05 fucking Lincoln Navigator in 2012. Mind you, this is 2012. I bought an 05 Navigator. Jesus. Um, the economy's just getting back on its feet. Yeah. Gas at the time was the highest it's ever been. Yep. Yeah, but I'm and I'm driving around in that that shit biscuit. For, oh, it was so fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, so then I got rid of that, which was surprising because I so I got the Navigator in September of 2011, not 2012, but two, September of 2011, and I got rid of it in uh, March or April of 2013, 14, no. 13. Um, so uh, I only had it for like maybe a year and a half. Dang. Which I thought it was a lot longer. Yeah, time is so much slower back then in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Nope, it is wrong. I bought that car in 2010. I started dating Jen in 2010. That makes a lot more sense. Still. Okay, so I had it for two and a half years. Um, still, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, it was a great car. It's just, I got fucked on the price. That was the oh, big yeah. thing, the, the cost of the fucking thing. And that cost put me into a, a Dodge Ram that luckily was selling for less than it was worth. So it balanced out what I still owed on that navigator, which I was upside down in. Um, but then I got to this, uh, this Dodge Ram in April of, uh, 2013. Yeah, that'd been ten years ago. 
You had it for 10 years. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was 13. I'm trying to remember. See, I, and that's weird because, like, relationships are what's, like, it, it's relationships are kind of establishing my time frames. So I bought that car three months after I started dating Jenna, and I bought that truck a year after we broke up. Gotcha. Because we hung out for a year after we broke up, and then when she finally blew me off and started dating her now husband is when I eventually got the truck or somewhere around that time frame. Um, gosh, I, oh God, I fucking hate her. I don't hate her. I just, she's so miserable. That was miserable the, or she, 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 she made that year of my life miserable. Gotcha. Because when you spend a year with somebody, you know, implying that, you know, we could work things out and get back together and you don't really know why you broke it. Correction. You never tell somebody why you broke up, but deep down they know why you broke up mm-hmm. because the reason you guys broke up messaged you on Facebook. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, there, there was a period in my life where I always thought if there was one ex I would get back together with, it would be Jenna. Mm-hmm. And when I sit here, and actually, you know, this podcast fucking helped out a lot because we, we talk about, I talk about my relationships a lot on here. Um, probably at nauseum. I do talk about them a lot. Um, but it makes me realize that if I was to get back together with her today, there's still that thought of we broke up because you said you weren't happy, but the truth is, is because you met some other guy. And, uh, you and we broke up weeks before I was going to propose to her. And then oh, we spoke. Great. Yeah, we spoke and hung out for a year after we broke up with these weird you know, uh, ideas of we're going to get back together. So, I mean, I remember I remember there was one time and not to put her life out there, but what do I give a fuck anymore? You know, she already fucking, you know, pretends I don't exist. Fine. Um, plus, I know she doesn't listen to this fucking show. Plus, oh, you know, if she does, hey, you know everything about me now. Um, even after we broke up, uh, we would still go get lunch and stuff because she was going to esthetician school. And there was one day where I went to go get lunch with her. And I was still working. I was still on the clock. I just had no job to do. I was an inspector at that time. And she wasn't feeling well. And we took her to her doctor and found out her appendix was going. Oh, Jesus. And she had, and she had to go to a hospital. So I had to drive her to the fucking hospital, which was up by South Chicago, and she lived out by fucking Indiana, the border of Indiana. Um, and uh, I couldn't fucking leave her. No, yeah, you know? I think you did. Yeah, I had to, I had to drive her over there in uh, in in. I was, I was using Carl's truck at the time, that old red shitty one. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so her car's sitting in a parking lot at a strip mall where the doctors was. I'm driving her over to the hospital in that truck, getting her into the room, you know, calling her mom, letting her know what's going on, let her know what hospital we're at and shit. And I can't fucking leave now. I had to text Carl and say, hey, uh, I'm going to have to take the rest of the day off because Jenna's in the hospital because her, uh, her appendix burst or is going to burst or some shit, right, whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. it is. Uh, I don't. I still don't know how that fucking works. Um, you know, he said okay, that was fine and everything. And um, yeah, so she's sitting there and she's laying in bed, and I'm standing there like I, 
I, I guess I'm I'm here now. Not that I didn't want to be there, but I, I, there's no obligation for me to fucking be there. You know, like stupid me, just like oh, you know, come on now, this is this is fucking Jenna, gotta stay. And uh, I stayed there that whole night. Wasn't supposed to, but right. did slept there uh, in her uh, in her room and shit. And uh, it was weird because, you know, she asked me to go get her charger out of uh, out of the car. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Honestly, now now I'm confused. How did I get her charger? No, she got her shit. Okay, yeah, so she got her shit out of her car, put it in mine because we knew we were going to the hospital. However it was, um, we, uh, I, I got some shit for her. And when I was leaving the room, she told me that she loved me, which pissed me off because if you did, you wouldn't have dumped me four months ago, but whatever. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, then we sat there and everything, and her mom and brother showed up, and everyone was talking about what was going on and how she was going to go into surgery tomorrow. So I guess her appendix hasn't burst yet. So um, Jenna's freaked out about staying there by herself. She asked me if I would stay, and I said, yeah. Her mom was like, well, you don't need to stay. And I was like, yeah, I guess I don't, do I? And she asked me again, and I said, yeah. So I stayed. And uh, I don't know why, but she was in the hospital for like four days. And I think I stayed. I think I stayed two of the nights, and her mom stayed the other two nights. And uh, it, it felt like we we're like connecting again, right? And even when she got home, like after she got home and shit, um, I would go over to her house and we would sit and watch movies. Like that was the first time I ever saw Indiana Jones. Okay. Like the entire series, yeah, was with her laying in bed watching it. And uh, I remember there was a point she kissed me and all this other shit. And I think all of that kind of went away the moment I realized that the guy I know she left me for, she was texting the entire time from being in the hospital to being home. Ugh. And... Uh, yeah, she and you know, like I can give her the benefit of the doubt. I could, you know, she, she sits there and says, like, oh no, it's just a friend, it's just a friend. We just talk about this, we talk about that. And I was like, I mean, I believe you, but I don't believe me. You know, I believe you guys talk about all this shit. But I know guys because I know that I was a guy like that at one point in my life, mm-hmm. where I'd be like, Well, yeah, I'm sure your I'm sure your boyfriend's great, but I mean, is he here talking to you about all this? Right. You know, if clearly you're coming to me with these problems, clearly he's not helping you with these problems. Mm. You know, it's these fucking mind games. And I, you know, and I it, I don't think it was anything like that because as a boyfriend, I, I'm very there. Right. Great listener. Not a good, not, not the best talker. I don't like relaying my emotions too much back then. Now, obviously, I clearly do it to, you know, hundreds of people on a weekly basis now here on the podcast. But um, it's just like, it's just weird knowing that <laughs> um, that she's texting this guy who I'm sure she's bitched to me, bitched to about me 
at the end of our relationship. And I get that our relationship sucked at the end because I was laid off and I had no fucking money. And God forbid I couldn't get her a fucking Christmas gift. Apparently that was, I don't know, that was the fucking beginning of the end, but whatever. Um, but yeah, no, at that, at that moment, I was just like, you know, this doesn't feel like the same person that I love that I was with. Like, it just, it just doesn't. And then, like, I started learning about all this other goofy shit about how she applied for some school out west in, honestly, like, California or Colorado. Somewhere out west. It was some fucking college or university out west while we were dating. She applied for the school and never told me. Hmm. Um, Don't know how, how long after we broke up that she was, like, with this guy because like I think like a month after we broke up uh, she told me that she had to go pick some things up from this guy's house and I was like first off I don't know why you're telling me this but like she's like well just in, just in case something happens and you don't hear from me in like an hour I'm like what, what is, what's your shit doing at some guy's house right again not my problem shouldn't have been but you know, curiosity. Like we've only been broken up for four four weeks, but she's like, "Oh, it's out there. It's just like some like makeup and stuff like that." So like, if I was ever running late for work and he lives right by, you know, where we work and everything, I could just, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool, yeah, sure, awesome." Um, not the person that uh, that I ended up with, and I didn't realize that shit until we talked more about it here on this show um, on several different episodes. And made me realize that, like, I just, I, I couldn't be in a relationship with her now. I just couldn't. Because I know that she, first off, she chose somebody else. Not not just her husband. I got nothing against her husband. I'm happy that she's, you know, that she is in her life where she is now. Yeah. But that person between me and where she got was fucking horrible. Because it just felt like she used me for, you know... She, she found an opportunity to get some shit from a guy who was desperate enough to try to take somebody back that they dumped. Because, like, looking at it now, it's like I was just some pathetic guy that she was able to get shit from. Mm. And if she was any type of person, she wouldn't have allowed that. Right. And um, the, the, only, the only true time she, tro- she showed real affection towards me, like the only moment where she really felt she wanted me back was when I started dating Melissa after we broke up. Mm. And this was like November, December of uh, the same year we broke up. So we broke up in 2012. Um, and so like November, December, I started dating Melissa. And all of a sudden, Jenna came around more often and more involved and more talkative mm. and uh the moment me and melissa ended uh i told jenna i was like listen you know me and melissa aren't really seeing each other anymore you know it's just it just didn't work out but if you're serious about us getting back together i'd love to talk about that and the first thing she says like well travis you just got out of a relationship with somebody else i'm not gonna be your rebound that's the moment i knew mm-hmm that she never really wanted to be back together with me. She just wanted to make sure I was there as a fallback plan for her. Because when you sit there and you talk about how, you know, you know, she, you show up on like new year's at my house, you know, when Melissa was supposed to be there. And that's why we broke up because she just couldn't commit as much as I was. And I wasn't going to deal with that. 
But when you show up my house on New Year's uninvited, you just show up and you tell somebody like, I wish I was your midnight kiss. Um, but I know you have a girlfriend. Like when you say shit like that, like it, mm-hmm. it does affect somebody. Yeah. But then all of a sudden when you find out that you could have been that midnight kiss and you're just like, well, uh, I probably wouldn't have done it because, you know, the, you know, you, you were, you're with, you were with somebody else and I'd just be a back. It was like, it's like, no, now you're just fucking with somebody. Now you're just messing with somebody's head. Yeah. And I think it was that moment where I realized like, this isn't the person that I knew. This isn't, this isn't Jenna. This isn't the person I met online in 2010. This isn't the person that, you know, I went on my first date to a bonfire at a friend's house. And this isn't the person I spent every single day with for four or five months straight, you know, doing all this shit going on. My first couple's vacation was with fucking Jenna. Like this isn't the same fucking person. Right. And, um, yeah. So I, after that, we got really distant and it ended. And, uh, then I got the truck. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I bought the truck and everything. And, uh, 10 years, 236,000 miles later, all of a sudden the rods started going. Um, I started looking at cars and trucks, and I, 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 I never wanted to get a car. I really didn't. I, I, I liked the roomier fucking trucks. Right. And a friend of mine, uh, her husband recommended, like, why don't you look like an Impalas and stuff like that? Well, the problem is they don't make Impalas anymore. Oh, they, really? uh, that makes sense. They stopped making them in 2019. Yeah. Well, it's the same um, damn car as the Malibu anyway. 100%. I'm going to sneeze. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only difference is the Malibu is a little bit shorter. Right. I think a little bit. Yeah. So um, so I was talking to my buddy, and he wanted me to look at, like, like Equinoxes and stuff like that. And, like, honestly, like, I, I really don't want to be back in, like, an SUV. I just, I don't think I'm an SUV guy. Like, not anymore. The Navigator was fun. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, maybe it, maybe it's just, you know, uh, the idea of, like, ah, uh, guy, you know, I really got screwed in that Navigator. I don't really want to be screwed again. Right. Um, but I was just like, I just didn't like SUVs. So we went to Drolly's here in my town. Uh, so shout out to Drolly's of Piatone. Thank you for uh, helping me out and making it easy. Thanks for not being the fucking Ford dealership and fucking me. Um, we started looking at cars and I was like, well, let me see if I get fit in the cars. Cause that was my biggest concern was comfortably fitting in a vehicle. Right. That made a big difference. Big fucking dude, big fucking dude. So, um, they had a bunch of Malibus and they had uh, a couple Ford fusions. And I was like, okay, I remember having a Ford fusion before as a, as a rental car for when I had the grand prix. Right. And uh, one second. Oh, man. Fucking allergies. So yeah. um, I was like, well, maybe I could. Maybe I could fit in a Ford Fusion. I don't know about a Malibu because in my mind, when I think of Malibus, I think of like, do you remember Derek's uh, Chevy Cavalier? Uh, No. Okay, but you know what a Cavalier is? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the Cobalts now. So that's how I imagine what these cars are like. Small fucking, you know, compact cars. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Well, let me let me try. Maybe maybe I can't fit in. Maybe it'll be okay. And um, 
So I get there, we get the keys to the, the fusions and the uh and the Malibus. And honestly, when you put the seat all the way back and all the way down, sitting in it, it actually is not that much different than my Dodge Ram. Nice. I thought it was gonna be like really fucking narrow. Like if I go to shut the side door, it's just gonna bounce off my fucking hip and everything. And it's not. Getting in and out sucks because it's it's shorter and you're going down into a vehicle instead of up into a vehicle. So I just got to duck my head again and out. But right. when I'm sitting in it, it doesn't feel like I'm, you know, it's not clown carish. Like I'm not like shoulders up to my ears, elbows out, you know, to my sides, holding on to the top of the wheel because there's no fucking room. Like I'm comfortably back in it. Um, so I took, I, uh, I got into the one Ford Fusion, but it was a 2015 with, uh, I think it was like 90,000 miles or something like that. I'm like, Maybe that's a little too old. I don't want that old of a vehicle. Um, let me look at the 2019 Ford Fusion. And I didn't mind it. My problem was there were a couple of things that were already broken on it. Like the sunglass case thing was broken off and one of the vents were broken off. Um, but the weird thing was, and it's probably not... It's probably, it's probably weird for me to say. I didn't like it because it smelled like smoke. Even though I'm a smoker, I just didn't like the fact that like the one the moment I stepped into it, it had that leather smoke smell to it. Gotcha. Like the like I'm just like I just I I know I smoke, but I know my truck doesn't smell like this. Right. Um. So I looked yeah, at Malibu's box and their cigarettes. Hundred percent. And uh, so I looked at Malibu's and they had I think like five of them. And I only got into two of them. Um, so they had two black ones. They had like two cherry metallic ones, which was like a really deep, dark purplish looking. And then a blue one. I got into one black one. And I was like, okay, well, this kind of fits comfortably. And, you know, he's like, what do you want? Uh, you want to take these, you know, take a car for a ride and stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's try driving one of the Malibus. And he's like, I'm not sure if it matters to you. And in my mind, I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, where this here goes? He's gonna try to upsell yeah. me. He's like, I'm not sure if it matters to you, but uh, there is one more Malibu uh, over here that one of our, uh, our salesmen is uh, demo driving. Um, it's just like these; they're all 2019. They're all 2019 Chevy Malibus with 60,000 miles on them, just because they it, they're fleet cars from Enterprise. Gotcha. So he's like, he's like, we have one more over here. Uh, it has uh, it has the nicer wheels and it has a sunroof and stuff. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know it's gonna be more money. I know these are gonna be like nineteen thousand. That's gonna be like twenty four. Right. And I was and I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really care much about sunroof and and uh, and wheels and stuff like that to pay the extra money for it. He's like, well, it's like an extra thousand dollars, but I'll just charge you for that one what I would for the other ones. Oh, well, and I was like, well, then, yeah, 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 I was like, yeah, I absolutely do love fucking sunroofs and nicer wheels, 100%. Um, and uh, so I took it for a drive, and I was like, you know what, it's just it's just comfortable, like, I, nice. I fucking love this. And I'm fucking driving, I drove it around, like, I, I, I went down the main road of Piatone, down a country road, another country road, another country road, you know, uh, accelerated a little bit. Like, I, I realized that in my life, I got to a certain point where, like, power and like you know acceleration doesn't fucking matter to me as long as it yeah, right. gets done i don't yeah. need to fucking floor it and get to 60 miles an hour like within like four seconds i just don't care right um 
I just need it's to be able to get on the highway fast enough and not get run over. Exactly. And about. yep. And I, and you know, even when I drive to work anyways, I don't speed and everything, you know, I do this, I do the speed limit because it, my drive to work rather, you know, granted it is long. It's my time to kind of decompress and get ready for the day. Sure. Um, same on my way home from work, you know, it's just my way of, you know, just, you know, decompressing from work to get home. So I don't really speed. I go to speed like maybe I'll go like five over on the highway if I want and everything. But I'm not fucking accelerating to pass fucking people and shit. Like, it's just it's just my time to fucking get home and just relax and decompress. Um, So I'm driving this fucking Malibu and I fucking love it for many reasons. First off, it has a radio. Oh, yeah. That's a big step up from huge. Yeah. Ram. Yeah. It has a radio. The engine fucking works. Uh, every setting on the air fucking works. Check engine lights not on. The headlights work. Uh, really has everything. Um, I tell Kyle, I'm like, I think this is my car. Nice. And so, uh, so to give me an idea of what it is, because the biggest thing is about is about you know the payments. Right. Yeah. I just really dread on having the monthly payments. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, well, just budget out. What can you afford? I was like, I know what I can afford. I know exactly what I can afford. And I kept thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to go into this. As long as it's under $700 a month, I'll be fine. It would suck because I'll be paycheck to paycheck again, but I'll be fine. I need to have a vehicle. My truck is gone. No, no more RIP fucking big red gone. I need a truck to, or I need a vehicle today because I need to get to work on Monday. I right. couldn't get to work on Friday. I had to I had to turn around and drive home, praying it didn't fucking blow it on me. It doesn't matter what the payments are if I can't have a fucking car. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole thing was like, if they told me then that my payments were going to be X amount of dollars and shit like that on that Malibu, my next option was like a 2008 fucking Honda. Oh, God. It was like 10 grand. Either way, I had to have walked off that. I didn't tell them that. But right. either way, I had to have walked out of that dealership with a fucking car. It had to be, and it, unfortunately, and here's the thing too, and I know eventually my uncle's going to find out about this, but I have an uncle who's a dealer at Tinley Park Chevy dealership. Yeah. And I was going to go to him when it was time to get a new vehicle. I just couldn't trust that my truck was going to make it to Tinley Park. For sure. So eventually he's going to find out. And if he ever listens to this show or my cousin or my aunt, and I, I, I'm sure they're not going to care, but if they feel like there's some kind of betrayal to it, I do apologize. I didn't go to you to get the vehicle. I would have loved to. I just had no way of getting to Tinley Park to do it. Right. You know, the dealership is three minutes from my house, and it was a struggle just to get to there. So. You can um, walk to Drawley's, Like, Oh, I could. I mean, yeah. come on now. Do you think I would? But no, I 100% could. But you could. I, I could have. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Pearl, Pearl would have been a uh, closer walk. I'd never walk to fucking uh, Terry's. Yeah. Fuck Terry's Ford. They fucked me on that Navigator. Mm-hmm. Um, they also ran my credit once without me knowing. Didn't like that. Mm. Uh, but uh, so I was talking to Kyle. Uh, he's Kyle, you know, and Kyle was kind of there to kind of keep me centered because when I went with Matt and when I went with Josh and I got the Grand Prix and I got the Navigator, there was none of them telling me was like, "Hey, you know, let's think about it, ponder it, blah blah blah." It was just like, "Hey, you're fucking here. Let's get it." You know, because if if Matt would have done that to me, it would have saved me on having that car payment on that Grand Prix. If Josh would have done that to me, it probably would have saved me from ever buying that fucking Navigator. So, like, 
Kyle was just like, cool, you know, let's uh, let's get some information, go home, think about it, let's see where we want to go from there. So I got the information, I went home, I thought about it, I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to need this fucking try, this, this vehicle. And uh, the payments were under 500 I wasn't sure what it was, but it was under 500 So I was like, sold. Um, called them up, said, hey, I decided I want this, I want this Malibu. They said, perfect, when can you be back up here? I'm like, half an hour. So I emptied out everything in my fucking truck, which was fucking 10 years of shit. Uh, went back up there and everything. They cleaned it up, got it all set up for me. Uh, I brought them my vehicle. I got a thousand dollars for my truck. Um, they told me if the engine worked, I probably could have got five. And all, and all I kept thinking about, like, man, if this was three days ago, mm-hmm. because that engine was not doing that three days ago. Um, but I ended up getting a thousand dollars for my truck. Uh, so now I'm a proud owner of a 2019 Chevy Malibu. Nice. Black with a sunroof, nice wheels, radio. Um, and I'm just happy. I'm I'm happy because like there was there was a moment where, um, the yesterday morning when I called mom and I told her like car's dying, that I felt fucking defeated because we had a conversation like this. Um, I think the end of last season, where I always felt like every time something good happens in my life. There's always something bad that's going to correct that. Mm-hmm. I, I got like an evil balance of life or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and I thought this was it. And I was like, of course, I'm finally in a situation where I have a little extra money where I can enjoy life and do some shit while still covering all my bills. And now I'm going to have a fucking seven, $800 fucking car payment. And I just, nothing's ever going to fucking work out for right for me. I, I just felt so fucking defeated. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at my credit score and it's not the fucking greatest because I had, you know, employment and, you know, financial struggles because of COVID for, you know, for a brief right. period of time. It's like, I'm never going to get fucking ahead. Um, mom, Which, like, uh, just as a weird side, here's, here's my get your shit together. Uh, hmm? credit companies. Why are you offering low rates, your lowest rates to the people who can afford <laughs> to make the payment every month and never pay interest? Yeah. Why, why are you not offering your super low rates to the people who need them to make their payment every month? It's funny how that fucking works, fucking isn't stupid. it? It's really fucking stupid. Right? And people who could, people who afford it get like a 4% interest rate, but the people who struggle get a 24% interest rate? Right. It's fucking yeah. insane. It's fucking insane. And you know what? Also, insane. credit scores were invented in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they shouldn't exist. Maybe it's fucking stupid we have them. The, uh, you know, and that's the thing, like, you know, so the finance guy that I was working with, which again, th- this is a beautiful fucking ending. So I'm not going to, I, I can't say anything negative about anybody in this situation because everyone was fucking great. Yeah. The salesman, the, the, the finance, everyone was fucking great. Um, but it's like, even he said, he's like, he's like, he's like, credit scores don't really mean anything anymore. They just, right. they just really don't. And I was like, make you know, a big I don't... difference on your end payment, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I ended up, I ended up finding out that because I always, I always looked at my credit score based on credit karma. That's the yes, thing I was always told to use. Well, it comes to find out that credit karma was off by 70 points of what my credit score really is. Wow. Wait, in a good or bad? Good. Well, no, uh, no bad. I'm sorry. Like, like credit sorry. karma underestimated it by seven. Yes. 
Yeah. Good. My credit score was 70% higher than what Credit Karma said it was. Wow. Which blew my fucking mind because once they told me, like, okay, yeah, so here's here's what your plan is. This is your payment. And uh, here's your credit score. I'm like, okay, well, Credit Karma says that my credit score is 70% less than that. It's like, no, this is what it is. Credit Karma just gives you an idea of, of where your credit score is at a certain point. Right. I was like, oh, okay. So instantly that that thought of like, oh, God, everything's fucking up. I just brush it off to the side. I didn't completely ignore it because I know that it's always a possibility. Right, yeah. You got to be prepared just, for the possibility. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I ended up with the car and everything works out. Like I said, and, you know, I, they said, uh, you know, you know, keep in mind, you know, I understand that you said you could have paid this. Even if you can still pay it, pay it because you're going to pay the car off sooner. But this way, you know, if you just pay it off where you're paying off, you're you're going to be fine, you know, because it's four fifty a month, and I I could afford a seven hundred if I needed to. Nice. So I could either you know pay a little bit extra, pay it off sooner, or just pay the payments and just be done when it's done. Um, so I decided, you know, like if, if I have a good month, I'll uh, I'll pay a little bit extra. If I don't, then I don't. Nice. Um, but I know that I the, the car that I have is not. This isn't going to be my Dodge Ram story. I'm not going to have this vehicle for 10 fucking years. You know, this, this isn't going to, this isn't going to be me having this story about this fucking uh, Chevy Malibu in 2030 about how I enjoyed nine years with this fucking thing. It's just not going to happen. This car is going to get me for the next three or four years. And honestly, like even, even the dealership guy told me, he's like, he's like, I know people don't like car, car payments, but honestly, Three, four years upgrade. Still get the value out of your car that you think you can get. Again, something that's more reliable. I know people don't like doing that, but honestly, it's a better way of doing it. And I I know it's not his sale tactic. I know it's kind of true because I hear it from everybody. Right. You know, you you know, you wanna you wanna drive the car as long as you can before something bad happens and you, you know, you can get some value out of it. Right. Well, so, and, and cars today are much harder to repair. Yeah. You, it, you can't get the parts. You can't put the thing. You can't do it yourself. Everything is. They got this this bullshit like, um, you know, speaking of which, if you ever get the chance to support and vote for uh, right to repair law, vote for it. Um, what is that? They, so like uh, there's this idea that you have you should have the right to repair anything you own. It's your stuff. You should be allowed to repair it. Um, a lot of companies now will do like Apple does and they will, uh, they'll have like chips in every single part that will tell the device whether or not it is a, a, a genuine, uh, factory manufactured part. So you can't just substitute something else. Uh, and if you substitute something else, it won't work. Um, so like, uh, and on phones, not the world's biggest deal. You get like Apple care or Google care or whatever, and it's not so bad. But like uh, a laptop or uh, a car, um, all of a sudden you're talking about thousands of dollars that you're getting charged from from a, a dealer to to do the work because they don't want other mechanics to be able to do it, or the other mechanics have to be certified a certain way or whatever. And this extends all the way up to the the company that's probably the most egregious is John Deere, um, because like farmers fix their shit. They don't, they don't want to fucking pay John Deere a thousand dollars a month to have a subscription to get the part from John Deere that they still have to pay for. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, I mean, John Deere is kind of fucking 
they're and they have a bit of a monopoly on on uh, on tractors and and farm equipment. Um, but yeah, and so like a lot a lot that's a problem in the the auto industry now is a lot of you can't get parts because they have to be uh, made by the factory to be able to work with the computer in your car. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucks. It's really it's really crappy. So. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for right to repair. <laughs> Your shit, you should be able to fix it. Yeah, well, and I, and I think that's what for, and that's and that's one of the big things that does suck is because like you know you hear like a lot of people talk about like you know like back in my day wouldn't have to do, you know worry about shit like this, and it's true because they're not making things to last anymore. Right. Like things are designed to fucking break down. Right after three to four years. Yeah, and that's what sucks. And it's, it's like even my, like even my dad says, which it's goofy to hear him talk about it and everything. But he's not wrong in the sense that they put more shit into these things every fucking year because that's more shit that could break and you have to bring it in. Yep. It's just like yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, come on now. It's like I, I I found out so I got a so I got a key fob for my car. Oh yeah, that, that was one hundred and forty-five dollars. Uh, it, it's almost 300 bucks. What? It could be. It honestly could be more. I think it's between three or $400. This fucking fob. Jesus. It, it's a keyless remote start. So, so you have to like buy the program and all this other goofy shit. And they only gave me one. They only had one. Oh, so I, I got one. I got one key, one fob that decides if I go to work or not. Jeez. It's a, uh, but outside of that, I am truly happy. I, uh, I'm happy for you. That's yeah, nothing like having a new car. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how it goes uh, when we take our road trip uh, through Wisconsin. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, all the journeys we will have. Mm-hmm. 